0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, our Halloween Town High School heroes—Harshnag the Troll, Calcifer the Skeleton, and Zmei the Okami—had all headed to the Battle of the Bands at Halloween Town High School Auditorium because they'd gotten a tip off that somebody was going to be handing off some laced candy during the show. So they confronted Mister Werewolf, told him that their band was called We Hate Narcs and snuck their way into the backstage of the auditorium where they started watching out to see if anything weird was going on and sure enough william the dentist's son was passing out candy that was laced with produce vile awful horrible fruits and vegetables that was ruining the healthy candy so they confronted william a little bit and uh, after completely humiliating him in a bit of a tag team effort where he landed flat on his face the battle of the bands began in earnest and during the skanking circles that were going on in the front of the stage our heroes noticed that William and all of his tooth golem flunkies were out there passing out laced candy throughout the entire auditorium. So, with a magical malfunction planted by Calcifer, William's keytar made of dentist drills exploded, ruining the show and hurting not many people, but definitely Mr. Werewolf's dignity. They managed to beat up and incapacitate William, the dentist's son, mostly Zmay, who pumped him full of Novocaine, and right as they were about to leave from the scene, Harshnag tore into a secret pocket in William's lab coat, finding a little note, and as they rode away in their pumpkin mobile, they discovered that this note was from William's father, the dentist himself, Harlow Dunton DDS. Who was encouraging his son with the words, Today the school, tomorrow all of Halloween town. What does that mean? What does the horrible dentist Dr. Dunton have planned for our heroes? Let's find out here in the world of Halloween PD. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by...
1: Thomas Brower, really looking forward to crushing some produce.
2: Heather Brower, a closet full of hidden
0: talents.
3: Evan Peterson, I prefer the candy still.
0: Don't we all, don't we all? Well... We pick up with our high school heroes as they are in the pumpkin mobile, just a bottom half of a pumpkin that's been hollowed out and put on wheels. And you've just discovered that apparently Dr. Dutton, the dentist, has some bad things planned for Halloween Town. What do you guys want to do?
2: Dude, I can't believe Mr. Dutton is behind all of this! I just went to him last week to sharpen my fangs! Now I'm a little miffed. What you gonna do about it, Calcifer? Because I know your whole family goes to him!
3: It's true, he's in charge of all of our body polishings. But I I think we are a little bit out of our element and we are just interns. We need to take this back
1: and send it up the chain. Harshnank just holds the note, reading that over and over. He's just breathing heavy, just... And he's just getting more and more angry and angry as he just looks at
4: this piece of paper and he goes... We gotta take him down. We have to get to the bottom of this, and we have to... We we have to. And he doesn't quite know what to say, what to do. And he's just looking around and like he's.
1: And he just goes and he punches a hole directly into the side of the pumpkin mobile. And just the door just bursts off on his side. And he's just angry and just
4: panting to himself.
0: Who's driving the pumpkin mobile right now?
2: That would be Zme.
0: Zme, go ahead and roll to overcome with quick.
2: It's a flat zero.
0: All right. So as Harshnak punches the door out of the side of the pumpkin mobile, it creates this big old disruption in your driving pattern, and you're swerving across the road trying to correct for it, and you aren't able to stay in the lane, and you accidentally break through the little barrier on the side of the road, and you start going down the hill into the forest below.
2: My gosh. <laughs> as we're speeding down the hill... Zmay is going to yell, dude, Jack is going to kill me. (laughs) And he's just like trying to correct everything. And he just is going to try his hardest to expand so that he can be big enough and his wings can be big enough to fly this car off the ground.
0: Yeah. All right. So you've got some mood swings, some size swings. You don't have a ton of control over your size changing. So go ahead and roll with let's say forceful. Roll to see if you can force your hormones to do what you want them
2: to. (laughs) Okay, it's fine, it's a zero. We're fine.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, you spread out your wings and you aren't able to grow in time to save the car, but you do manage to coil your body around Calcifer and Harshnag, and you're kind of like that scene in The Incredibles where they're falling down into the water and Elastigirl suddenly turns into a parachute. <laughs> and so you catch both of your friends and you're able to get them down to the ground safely, but you see the pumpkin mobile go flying off into a ravine and it lands in the river below and there's just this big old nasty squelching pumpkin noise as its guts fly everywhere.
1: Does it immediately set on fire just due to it being
0: a car crash? Yeah, this is is movie physics. So there's a fire in the water now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Harshnag, Uh... that went swimmingly.
4: Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. It's just, I've never liked the dentist, okay? He's just, he's not very gentle. When he works on my teeth and... He complains how my slobber melts all of his tools whenever I go there and to hear that he's behind this and he's hurting innocent kids. This is serious, man. This is why we became interns for Halloween PD. So we could do something good about this. We could do something good for the town.
0: And at that point you hear the crashing of thunder from across the forest and you look out and you see perched on that spire outside of Halloween Town proper is the doctor's office, this big old mansion high up on that hill and there's lightning flashing around it and you hear a scream off in the distance.
3: Hmm, I suppose I'd like to send this up the chain, but Arshnag, you're right, this is why we became interns. And with how much was dispensed at the uh, high school tonight, we might not have much time.
4: Yeah, they're probably getting their whole supply ready up there, ready to distribute for the big trunk or treat tomorrow. I mean, why I wouldn't be surprised if every person in Halloween Town eats a contraband candy and Tomorrow, once the festivities have died down.
3: All right. Fine, Harshnag. We'll go up to the mysterious mansion on the hill.
4: Thanks, guys.
3: But while we're there, I'm going to need you to bring this down a couple notches, okay? Okay.
4: I'm sorry, man. I know this is why... This is why I don't always get invited to your guys' hangouts, but you know, you know, it's cool. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it, okay?
2: Well, first off, that's not the reason. It's because we're killing trolls in the game. But second off, you just had a very heroic moment, and I want to acknowledge that because that was pretty cool. But how the heck are we gonna get there, man? Jack's only ride is in the bottom of this swampy lake on... which i didn't even know was possible with all that mud and gunk in there yeah and
4: that ravine is gonna be pretty hard to cross looks like we're really gonna have to work together as the team that i know we could be if we all just work together and use your skills i mean with my with my brain and with calcifer's with his bones and (laughs) i mean (laughs) calcifer
2: How well does calcium float? Like, could it maybe hold 600 pounds of troll?
1: (laughs) Um, are you suggesting we use calcifer as a boat?
2: May sure
3: is. That seems improbable. Um, I might have a plan. Harshnag, may I speak to you for a second? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: sure. I'll just go watch the car, guys. (laughs) And he goes over by the lake.
3: Harshnag. Yeah. I've noticed that Zmei's size changing tends to relate to his mood. If we can good cop, bad cop, and cause his mood to swing violently enough, he could become giant enough to carry us all the way to the mansion.
4: (laughs) Okay, so like, we wanna good cop, bad cop him to where he feels just something, right? (laughs)
3: Yes, you- you just shower him with compliments. Okay. I will be the bad cop.
4: Oh, okay. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, okay. Just be
3: nice to him. You're
4: you're good at that. Okay, we're going to wing it. We're going to go in there and we're just going to play and riff off each other, okay?
1: Yes, we will improvise. And I grab Calciver's hand and just grip it, almost like the wrist grab, but like the hand grab. And I just squeeze it. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna do this together. Okay. And when you let go, you're just holding my loose fingers, just like <laughs> in your hand. But well, I'm so focused, I don't even
4: notice it. And I just walk <laughs> over and I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> so is May.
2: At this point, when they walk up, May is sitting by the edge, like, and he's found a stick and he's kind of digging a hole. And climbing into it, <laughs> trying to bury himself. So Zme,
4: I see you're digging yourself your own grave.
0: Um, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. It's pretty creative. And uh... and Zme, the further you dig, the harder it gets because the smaller you're becoming.
4: Oh.
2: Harshnack, don't you understand when somebody is feeling bad about themselves, it's not a good thing to bury yourself, Harshnack. That's called in need of an intervention.
4: Oh, okay. This is
2: my cry for help, obviously. Okay,
4: well, I heard your cry. And, um, I'm here for you, man. And i just wanted to come and thank you for like saving our lives and wrapping yourself around us and, and using your incredible size and uh yeah you d- you're doing great stuff
2: man i was kind of waiting for when you guys would notice that i totally could have let you die and i didn't yeah you're welcome
4: <laughs> well, I'm i'm super grateful about that and uh and also oh hey you totally wailed on William.
2: Yeah, man. You totally wailed
4: on William, and you just shot him up full of Novocate. <laughs> well, that was sick. Thanks.
3: But also, reckless, and you are no longer invited to game night. It will just be me and Harshnag from here on out. Wait, are you
4: serious, man? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to, like, replace, replace you. And this, you know, like Your your friendship This relationship here But man, this is a great moment for me
2: Zmay is gonna rip His Gene Simmons costume In anger Which I don't know how it's still on his body Now that he's shrunk (laughs) Just be like, dude That is sacred Kelsey buddy And I'm not okay with the line You just crossed
1: Ned, do do we see Zmey fluctuating in size?
0: Zmey, just roll a flat roll, unmodified, and we'll see what happens.
2: It's a negative one.
0: Zmey is shrinking. <laughs>
2: oh, oh man, Zmey.
1: No, and I go and I pick Zmey up with my massive troll hands, and I'm like,
4: Zmey, come on. Come on, man. I'm like, this
2: is it! And Zmey isn't even like listening to Harshnag. He's gonna turn and say, Anyway, replacement. And he's just going to jump at Calcifer and try to like make him feel very uncomfortable by jumping down his shirt and going between his ribs. Just like <laughs> trying to make him way uncomfortable.
0: All right. Rule two, attack with quick, let's say. Calcifer, how would you like to defend against this uncomfortable attack?
3: Um, Ned, you know what? I'm not going to defend. Mm. I deserve it. You know, Calcifer feels pretty bad.
2: I want to clarify, Zmey's not trying to hurt him, he just wants to take him off.
0: <laughs> so Zmey, what did you roll?
2: I got zero. <laughs>
0: So, you go straight towards his shirt and you like try and get yourself in through the buttons, and then you remember, oh, wait, he's got his regular shirt underneath his cop costume shirt. <laughs> and you're like just trying to wriggle your way through these layers of buttons, and it's not quite working out.
2: I'm gonna change plan and just tear off a button and drop it on the ground.
3: Zame, Zame, may I say something more? I promise it's not mean.
2: I'm listening.
3: And I'm gonna sit on the ground and say, I'm sorry. I had thought I had had a plan to, um, cause you to grow in size and be able to carry us up to the mansion, but I feel terrible now. The truth is, you're, well, you're the best friend I've ever had, and until tonight with Harshnag, you've really been my only friend. And I'm sorry I said such mean things to you.
2: You mean Harshnag wasn't your friend before today because I was that good of a friend? <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Thanks. I know there's no room with me around. <laughs> uh,
4: Harshnag's just like nodding his head like, no, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that for sure. Harshnag, I always felt like
3: you were more of a work friend and me and Zmay were outside of work friends. But after tonight, I like to think that all three of us are outside of work friends.
2: And it's like no offense to you, Harshnag, but I mean, you just made the football team and <laughs> that's like, you know... Sissy. But <laughs> well, you're still really cool.
1: <laughs> Upon hearing both Calcifer's kind words and some May's neutral words, um, <laughs> Harshneck just bursts into
4: tears and goes, You guys, I feel we've finally bonded as a team. This is what I was looking for. When I was looking for fellow intern co-workers for us to work together, both in and out of work. And Smei, you just gave me an idea. And I just grab May, and I
1: get a running start, and I go to the ravine, and I just chuck May across the ravine <laughs> towards the mansion.
0: Roll two. Overcome with Forceful.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm going to hit the fire.
1: So I got a plus one, but I'm going to use a fate point. And uh, due to my thickest skin in the swamp... Zmei's words just flow right off my back, and I I see the true intention of Zmei's words. I'd like to add a plus two to my results, get a plus three, as I chuck Zmei across the ravine. And while I'm chucking and I'm like,
4: You got this, buddy! Just... Oh!
0: All right. And so, Zme, you go flying across the ravine. The wind kind of catches your wings like you're a model airplane or something. And you're actually getting some pretty good lift here.
2: Okay. Um, I would like to invoke come and knock on my door and I want my half-like hanging on Gene Simmons costume. I want to like be so excited that I got chosen. They think I'm like the best friend and I'd like to grow and as I do that my Gene Simmons costume grows with me and it kind of like flies back long enough that they could grab a hold of it.
0: Ooh. Yeah, let's have you roll to overcome with flashy because, I mean, flying snake with a costume trailing behind it is a pretty flashy thing. And if you want to spend a fate point to get that free reroll or plus two from come and knock on my door, then you can do so. Okay. Is it just the tongue that just stretches back?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing the come and knock on my door, but I also was given a free invoke for the Gene Simmons costume that I would also like to use.
0: That is correct.
2: Okay. That's a plus five.
0: Five. Very nice. Nice. So, yeah, the torn parts of the Gene Simmons costume go flying behind you as you begin to grow, bolstered by your friends. And Calcifer and Harshnag, you can reach out and grab these makeshift... Ropes, I
4: guess. <laughs> Come on, Calcifer! Now's our time And and as <laughs> as
3: you say that and grab on, Calcifer's finishing
0: reattaching his last finger he's been picking up off the ground. <laughs> and then he just grabs on. Alright, and so you guys are flying through the air in the direction of the dentist's office on that far hilltop.
1: I'm getting very strong Chamber of Secrets vibes where they're all they're all flying <laughs> on the Phoenix. <laughs>
0: this is wonderful it's just like magic (laughs) Mm -hmm. and as you start to get closer to the dentist's office you start to catch some of these swells of the wind that's blowing around it that kind of boost you up and help you to get in even closer and you land uh, just on the outskirts of the property and you can see all up the hillside until you get to the dentist's office itself are what appear to be they look kind of like tombstones just at first glance but you look closer and you can see that they are these large tooth shaped tombstones and as you see what's written on them they don't indicate dead people who are buried there instead they indicate bad naughty children who had to have all of their teeth pulled out because they ate too much candy and you get the sense that this guy's been like having funerals for these poor rotten teeth that he's putting outside of his doctor's office here and this is on like the back side of the mansion so you've never seen it when you've come to have this operation this is out like in his backyard my brother's teeth are in one of those
2: i'm sorry dude i'm sure he's not as bad as this guy makes him out to be
4: let's see if we can get inside
1: and while I'm approaching the property, I'm I'm trying to keep it cool, but I feel like Harshnag's right on the line of, like, fuming and, like, always riding that line between exploding and keeping it under control. And he goes up to the back gate, if there is one.
0: Yeah, and so we'll let you ride that line for a little bit until we need to get some rolls in play. Sure. But you get to the back gate, and you look inside... And you can see there are a few of those tooth golems with their dentist headlamps that are kind of patrolling the grounds. And you can see the light from their lamps is sweeping across the grounds as they like turn around the corners. Very like Legend of Zelda style where you can see the visual range of the guards as they're moving around.
3: Mm. Harshnag, harshnag. I just, I like whisper and I sort of just use hand motions to indicate like you're kind of up here. Maybe we should bring it more
1: down here.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: I take my Dracula teeth out and I pocket them for the time being. Just like...
4: And just like take some deep breaths. You do have the thickest skin in the swamp. You are green and mean. Okay, I'm ready to go.
0: So the gate itself is kind of rickety it's like wrought iron with all of the spindly swirls all intricately wound into it and it's not the sturdiest gate you can tell and going around the sides there's like similar fences that uh some of the bars are like further apart in some areas as they've been bent and warped by time and by just the fact that they look kind of tim burton-esque
2: seeing harshnag go closer to that and knowing that although he's now appearing calm, he's not as calm as he appears, I'm going to go and like take my wings with my little like hands at the end of the wings and just start rubbing his shoulders and kind of hold him in place and be like, okay, Harshnag, buddy, you were like the person who got us here and that's amazing. You were like top team leader right now after me because I'm really cool but you're like right there. And I think we need to uh, give the brains a chance to talk us through the plan so we don't go in there and they hide all the candy. Yeah, you hear me? Oh
4: yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, Calcifer, do you have a plan or what do you think we could do to get past these guards or uh, what do we do when we get in there?
3: Well, I could perhaps distract the guards with my police officer's costume, tricking them into believing that I am a real police (laughs) officer.
2: That could work.
3: Okay, okay.
2: Plan B, in case that doesn't work, what do we do?
3: If that doesn't work, Harshnag will punch them in
4: the face. Mm. Okay, I'm good at doing that. I'm good at doing that. Well, I just don't want to get us split up. So I don't want you detained by these golems, cause I think we need you when we get inside to find the candy and figure out what we can do about it. Uh, can
1: we? And I want to just start looking at like the path of like the the beams of light and see if we can like try and sneak past the beams of light and maybe either sneak through one of the grates or. Uh, knock down the gate or uh, just see if we can discern a pattern that's occurring with these guard golems
0: yeah go ahead and roll to overcome with clever to see if you can discern that pattern
1: okay that's a plus three
0: nice yeah you're watching and they're all moving in pretty rigid formation like the golems don't seem to have an incredible amount of self-will it's almost as if they're moving in a programmatic kind of state So the more you watch, the more you start to get a sense of the timing, like, okay, this golem gets to this point and then takes a sharp 90 degree turn to the left and then starts moving up the hill. And you do start to figure out the workings of this pattern here.
4: Crossover. Are you able to memorize that stuff uh, in your brain? I am not really great with the whole memorization part of, you know, anything. So
3: of course I can give me a minute and I will just take a moment to
0: observe. Yeah. Roll to create an advantage with clever. That's going to be a plus five. Oh yeah. So there's a new aspect that is going to be added to this location. You're going to get two free invokes on it. And that aspect is, I know the pattern. All right.
4: What if we all just try and follow Calcifer's lead and run in there when they're not looking at us? It's certainly worth trying.
2: Okay, Calcifer, so are you distracting and then we're doing that? Or are we doing that and then you're distracting? I got lost.
3: Distraction has become plan B. Punching on the face has become plan C. Sneaking by without them realizing is now plan A. (laughs) Okay. If they notice me, I will pretend to be a police officer and you two will hide. Okay. Alright, ready?
4: Team break on three.
1: I put my hand in, and uh, I, I grab
4: everybody's hand if they're willing, and go, okay. Team break on three. One, two, three. Yeah!
0: Indeed. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll work on that. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's have everybody roll to overcome with sneaky, and the golems are going to see if they notice you with clever plus three nice
2: you'll never guess what i got zero
1: <laughs> i got a plus four but heather you can use one of those free invokes on this roll if you need to and yes you can invoke i know the pattern to add two do
3: it
0: so you at least get a plus two
2: i will invoke that if you guys are okay with it
0: yeah now do it
2: okay so it's a plus two
0: Woo. all right a two a three and a four so you all start sneaking your way. You, like, you find a place where the bars are far enough apart that you can all squeeze through, even Harshnag with his large frame. And you're doing like the little tiptoe up the hill and there's the kind of like little kind of noise as you're moving <laughs> up and you get to the point where one of the guards is about to turn and you all splay yourselves behind the trees. There are three trees that like perfectly match your silhouettes <laughs> and you all get up behind them. The guards light sweeps across you and you continue moving up. You get to the path And as you're moving along, you can see the path has those little poles stuck in it that have the little lights on top. Like most normal people around Halloween would have like these little pumpkin lights or at Christmas they might be like candy canes or something. But all of these are little sculptures of children with their mouths wide open and their teeth exposed. (laughs) And the light is just shining out of their bug wide eyes. And you continue walking up this cobblestone path you get to the next guard and you all duck into the bushes on the sides and the guard goes walking past you and you can hear this weird almost like gear kind of noise as it goes marching past you these gears made out of tooth or whatever and then finally you're able to make it up to the back door of the house uh, let's get a real quick clever roll from calcifer because you have the best clever here
1: I, as he as this role is going on i turn to
4: his man and go I still think that this guy is nice with all those creepy children sculptures out there
2: no i don't
4: okay good we're on the same page then all right
3: ned since this is my first real chance to flex that i'm like the brains of the group can I invoke the brains even though I have none to reroll? For sure. All right, that's a plus three.
0: Plus three. You're looking at this door and you see that there's like this strange blinking light up in one of the corners of the door jam. And you feel like he's probably got some kind of burglar alarm system on this back door here. But you're looking around and you see down by the ground, like where the grass meets the house. There are kind of those window wells that go down underneath and you can see that there is a lower floor and there might be a way to get in that way. Hmm. Would
3: Harshnag be able to fit through these?
0: Yeah. So you look into kind of this window well area and you figure it might be a tight pinch, but Harshnag might be able to get down in there.
3: All right. I might be able to attempt to disarm the burglar alarm on the front door, but it could be a risk or we could go into the basement. What do you think?
0: I'm
2: a little freaked out of what might be in the basement, seeing what's in his backyard. But I mean, why not? Let's do it. We're on a roll.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Creepy stuff on the horizon? All right. (laughs) All right. Then we shall go through the basement and I'll approach and try and open the window.
0: All right, so you can see that there's a little latch on the inside there, but you having some knowledge of hacking and that kind of stuff, some black hat kind of tactics, you have a little bit of experience with picking locks. So go ahead and roll to overcome with clever.
4: It's a plus four. Oh, nice. Calcifer's like so competent, you know, like he really makes up I where I lack
0: you flip the latch from the outside and you're able to slide the windows open and there's a little curtain on the other side but you're able to leap down through that curtain until you land on the floor of this room And when you all get inside, it's not very well lit currently. It's just the light that's filtering in through the curtains, through the windows like the ones you just came through. But this entire room has a large workshop kind of vibe. And as your eyes start to acclimate to the darkness, you can see especially like along the walls where the windows are, these tables and workbenches all strewn with various culinary utensils, knives and spatulas and tongs and all kinds of stuff. And you can see here and there a few areas where they haven't cleaned up after themselves super well. You can see here and there there's like a crumb of chocolate or maybe a bit of a candy shell. And you can see that this is the workbench where they've been putting the produce into the candy. And you follow that down to the other end and you can see that there are large cabinets and shelves and whatnot full of repackaged candies that have been put into like these big old bags as if they're getting ready to ship them out somewhere. Is there any untampered candy? Yeah, you can see you look down the other direction of that sort of conveyor belt workshop area and you follow it to the other direction. And you can see that there is, in fact, just a big old pile of all kinds of wonderful candies. You've got Kit Kats. You've got bags of Sour Patch Kids. Is there double bubble gum? There is double bubble gum, hubba-bubba-double-bubble gum over there. There's hubba-bubba-bubble tape over there, even. And there's, like, baby bottle pops. There's sour spray. There's everything you could possibly want. Holy, not a sponsor, Ned. (laughs) Not a sponsor, just gum.
2: Zmay is going to grab the hubba-bubba-double bubblegum, the zebra gum, the bubblegum tape, all of them. He's going to grab five packages, not unwrap them, and just shove them into Harshnag's mouth and say, Okay, I know this is probably bringing up, like, fillings for you but you need to start chewing so you don't, like, explode, okay? <laughs>
1: and uh, the plastic that's in my mouth just starts to, like, burn away and, like, melt, and so it's just the gum that was just shoved in my mouth.
0: Yeah, and there was even one of those little things where it's, like, a little package of Band-Aids and each of the sticks <laughs> of gum look like a little Band-Aid. Oh, my I- <laughs> There's some of those in there.
1: Yeah, th- those like bits of metal are like dripping out of my mouth and like falling on the ground. And yeah, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So I'm just focusing on chewing, being the world's greatest chewer. And I'm like, no, 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 no,
2: And like, maybe just don't spit out that gum because maybe it'll come as a good backup for us.
1: I'm I'm not even paying attention. I'm just focused on chewing. <laughs> See, Harshnag, you were wrong to praise me back there. We
0: all just have a time and place. Speaking of a time and place. Oh no. It seems that right now the workshop is the time and place for a couple of tooth golems. <laughs> (laughs) Because you see some lights flick on up at the top of the stairs on the other side of the room. And now that there's more light in here, it's, this might be a bit of an esoteric pull, but it's like in Wallace and Gromit Close Shave. (gasps) If any of you have seen that, sort of the basement workshop where there's the sheep shearing machine Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you hear the door begin to open up at the top of the stairs and you see two of those tooth golems appear silhouetted in the light that's coming in from the top.
2: Ned, is there like a bear rug or some (laughs) big covering on the floor? You know, a
1: bear rug in a kitchen, you know? Like, don't don't you have one? Every good drug lab
3: has a bear rug. (laughs)
0: Let's do a luck roll to see if there's a bear rug here in the workshop. Oh, please don't just be zero.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Zero.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's not a bear rug, but you do see that there are a number of like crates that have sheets over the top of them that you might be able to hide under. Nothing ostentatious like a dead carnivore, but there are some areas that you could hide around here.
2: Okay, quickly I'm gonna whisper to my two friends, guys, hide behind those crates, okay? And I'm gonna take the sheet and throw it over myself and lay on the ground, curled up in a little coil
0: underneath it. Mm. I'll hide. I'm going to hide as well. All right. Everybody roll to overcome with sneaky, and the golems are going to try and see if they can notice you with clever. Heather, whatever bad luck you're
3: having tonight is coming my way in the form of good luck.
0: I need new dice. <laughs> I have
2: rolled a zero seven times. Thomas, I need new dice. Hold on. Yeah,
1: I just got another plus three.
2: Um, I would like to do something.
1: You can use a fate point, Heather, to re-roll if you can justify an aspect in this situation.
2: Well, I definitely can justify the mood swings, size swings because I am like feeling strong so into this plan that i have that my mood is like there's nothing that could go wrong and i'm going to be able to get myself to shrink here
0: all right so yeah you can spend a fate point to invoke that
2: okay i will just add two so plus my sneaky that's a three
0: the golems rolled a plus two
1: (gasps) i got a plus two Am I allowed, once once I know what the golems rolled, am I allowed to, Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I want us to hide. We cannot get caught. So I only have two fate points left. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my uh, blundering teddy bear aspect to add two and uh, what I mean by that of like, a- as I like go to hide behind a crate, I disturb some mice that are down there and uh, they skitter across the floor and maybe that's the noise that the golems heard.
0: Yeah, so you disturb these mice, and they go rushing off to the other side of the workshop, and as you track them with your eyes, you can see something that you didn't notice before until now that the lights are on, a massive mound of produce sitting on the floor, like 10 feet up into the air from the ground. Carrots, potatoes, apricots, turnips, loquats, jackfruits, This guy has got weird fruits from everywhere in the world. Oh, man. And the mice go rushing over to them. And the tooth golems, as they notice the mice, they're like, Oh goodness, this is not good. The boss is going to be very mad at us. And they start going down the stairs quickly in the direction of the mice to try and grab them. And Zmey, you can feel like as the second one steps down onto the ground, his foot goes like right into the middle of the coil of your body.
2: This is perfect. Zmey is going to start moving in the sheet purposely so they can hear him. And he's going to make this noise uh <laughs> <laughs> And just start moving slower and slower to the like outside of the sheet. <laughs> and he's he's small now, so he's about the size of a guinea pig.
3: Must
0: I live in my shame? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say go ahead and roll to attack with flashy. You're attacking their ability to stave off the fear. And they're going to defend with clever to see if they can see through your ruse.
2: <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I rolled a zero, but plus my three, so three.
0: The guards got a plus one, so you have a full success there. You start moving towards the edge of the sheet, and the golems start freaking out, like, Uh, the grudge, the grudge, this is so bad, we need to get out of here. <laughs> and they forget about the mice, and they start running up the stairs, and you hear the first one calling back to the other, We should let the boss know that the grudge is here, this is very bad.
1: Oh, crap. Uh, upon that, I'm just gonna book it after the golems. When I saw that pile of produce, I just started chewing, like, I was like, oh, nah, nah. Then I saw that produce, and I was like, nah, 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 Just getting angrier and angry and that line... I was on. I have tipped the line. I am furious. I'm out for blood now. The and cannon I just,
0: is loose.
1: Yes, loose cannon. And I just run up the stairs and I go for those golems and I'm going to stop them and I'm going to get
0: justice. All right. We're going to enter into then an exchange here. So Harshnag, you obviously are initiating this, so you're gonna to get to go first. You are rushing after these guys, trying to grab them before they get to the top. I'll say roll to attack with Quick and they're going to roll to defend with Clever to see if they notice you coming up.
2: Do they get a disadvantage at all because they're freaked out? They're pretty scared of the grudge.
0: They are pretty scared of the grudge. I'm going to say your success. We'll say that instead of dealing stress to them, it could put a boost on them, and that boost is that they are afraid. Okay. So
1: I got a flat zero for quick, but I'd like to invoke our free invoke of I Know the Path because since these are also tooth golems here, we were able to understand the path, but also hopefully glean some more information about them as well, both uh, in their uh, regiments, but outside the regiments as well. So I'd like to use that if possible and add a plus two to the result.
0: All right, yeah, so you can use that free invoke. So that brings you to a plus two. They also rolled a plus two. No! So that puts you at a tie, meaning that you don't harm the target, but you do gain a boost. However, they do already have that boost on them that we just mentioned that they are frightened by the grudge. So you could potentially use that if you want.
1: Yes, I would definitely like to throw that invoke on there to increase my score to a plus four if possible.
0: Yeah, so you rush up and you go like Naruto running up the stairs behind them. And they just barely manage to turn around and notice you as you grab the rearmost tooth golem and just like swing him around your head and chuck him into one of the crates and so the crate is open and the lid of the crate is up like almost a backboard he slams into the backboard and falls into the crate and then the lid shuts down on top of him and you can hear him kind of muffling in there as he tries to pound his way out but he is stuck inside of the crate uh, eat teeth, Golem. Uh. <laughs> all right harshnag who would you like to go next
1: I'll have Calcifer go next here.
3: All right, so seeing Harshnag run off, uh, Calcifer actually kind of wants them to go get the boss because that's who we're here to arrest. So I'm a little like, oh, dear. And I'm going to jump up and run after him. And as he throws the one, I'm going to look at the other and I'm going to use my stunt to go into my pocket protector and pull out a glass bottle of a special um, enamel dissolving concoction I call Coca-Cola. And I'm going to (laughs) like shake it up and throw it like a grenade and try and splash it onto
0: this tooth column dude yeah i'll say that you can get a free invoke and because you used one of your little gadgets i'll say you can attack with clever if you would like
3: oh boy i'm gonna use that free invoke to re-roll that's still not
0: great um plus two These Tooth Golems have been rolling like garbage all night. That is a minus one. All right, yeah,
3: so uh, this glass bottle breaks and just soda pop streams all down this Tooth Golem.
0: Yeah, and you can hear it bubbling and fizzing almost like Harshnag's acid spit, and you can see the enamel dissolving this creature away, and you can see the Tooth Gears on the inside that are moving the Golem around. And it's just like, oh no, this is so bad. I am going to... And stops moving as his bits begin to fall apart and like tip down off the edge of the stairs. I kick him down the stairs just for good measure. (laughs) So you still have the one tooth golem who is trapped inside of the crate. Uh, But aside from that, the threat has been... Dissolved. Oh, hey. I'll allow it. Good, because I'm the GM. <laughs> Let's not forget which podcast we're on here, buddy.
2: I just got your joke. Good one, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's <laughs> like, why? Why are they laughing? Why
3: dissolved? Why? Oh gosh. All right. Um. So, are we out of? I guess combat. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go help Zay out from under his sheet.
2: Dude. Thanks, it was getting a little hot under there and I couldn't really tell what was happening everywhere. Did, did like, it do anything? Are we okay?
3: Yes, you helped us gain the upper hand and they have been dispatched.
2: Wait, what's the next step?
3: Well, and I turned to Harshnag, I suppose we're here to find the boss who they were going to find for us, but we can find him ourselves. Ned, I would like
1: Harshnag to be gone if at all possible.
0: You guys look up to the top of the stairs, trying to get Harshnag's attention, and the door is still open, but Harshnag is not there. Where did he go? I think we're going to find out next week. Yeah! <sighs> This was fun. We got a nice heist going on.
2: Although we're not very good at
3: it. I think we did We got through the We got through the Golems. We snuck into the basement.
2: That's true.
3: We've just got a pubescent troll with
1: anger issues on our side. I may have used every single one of my fate points basically and all of the free invokes, but yeah, we did great.
0: Yeah. That's why they're there. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week, but for now, thanks for listening to improv tabletop everybody and we'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of halloween pd if you want more go ahead and subscribe maybe even give us a review we would be as happy as an alchemy riding on winds of friendship if you would go ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice we're also on social media with the handle at ImprovTabletop. So if you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, you can tweet about us or comment on one of our posts using hashtag ImpTabSetting or hashtag ImpTabAspect. Let's do a round of plugs here. As always, I'm going to give Thomas the opportunity to talk about our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. But for now, this, this isn't so much of a plug as it is an apology, I guess, maybe. Um, I definitely named the final boss of this campaign after one of the kindest men that I have ever met in my life. <laughs> Dr. Harlow Wellington Dunton, DDS, who was the community doctor of Pulaski, New York for decades. And I needed a dentist name and it was the first one that came to mind. So I'm sorry, Doc Dunton. Um, I, I don't want this to be your legacy. I, yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got to say. Your local dentist is your friend as much as we are painting them to be villains here. And Doc Dunton was a very good friend.
2: In retrospect, you're actually paying him a compliment because he's the evil of the monsters, right? Which really means he's good. We'll go with that. Because he's just trying to give them produce. Yes. So in our world, he's a great guy.
0: (laughs) Thank you for justifying my mistakes here. I got you. There are no mistakes in improv as long as you justify them. Learn that in Truth and Comedy. Well, Thomas, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, as always, we've got
1: our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, where I take the turn as the Dungeon Master, and we play through an actual playthrough D&D 5e adventure, where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons, and Ned here is one of the players, a cute little kobold there, and so if you like an ongoing campaign, I think we're releasing episode 19 today. Uh, Episode 18 had some pretty crazy stuff go down with a, a battle, and 19 has a similar hype or escape situation. Uh so yeah, go ahead and give us a
0: listen. We'll hope to see you there. Right on, right on. Heather, is there anything that you would like to plug?
2: Yeah, for sure. I would just like to plug all of Ned's endeavors, actually. Oh, boy. Like the Avatar campaign and him being a kobold on ICAST Fireball. But also, as I was listening to ICAST Fireball, they were kind of like making a funny joke. And they're like, hey, you should be in marketing. And Ned's like, "Um, I am. So that's what I'm plugging. Ned's a great <laughs> marketer. Do you have
1: any freelance work for him? Shoot him a message.
0: <laughs> guys, guys, I don't have any free time. I host a <laughs> podcast. I can't take commissions right now. Well, too late because it's already
3: out there. We're plugging Ned, the most talented man we know who will never have time to do anything for any of you.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what? Give us money. We've got a Ko-Fi account. Give us some donations and then maybe I'll be able to uh, swing some freelance work for you. Yeah, there you go. Evan, is there anything that you would like to plug?
3: Yeah, actually. So a uh, couple weeks ago, Thomas and I put together our uh, miniature TV ad for Heather's Jewelry Shop. Yep. And in it, I jokingly was like, oh man, my wife's birthday is coming up and I need a present. And then after we got done recording, I was like, man, my wife's birthday is coming up and I really need a so i actually <laughs> did log on and go to heather's jewelry shop and ordered uh my wife a present and we went out to dinner and I like snuck the box in and then during dinner, like gave her this fancy box of handcrafted jewelry that Heather made. And it was like the perfect present and my wife really, really loved it. So if any of you out there need presents or just like jewelry, jump on Etsy and go find B Wired Jewelry, Heather's shop. I will admit, uh, I've heard it on the podcast a lot and I did have trouble finding it. It is just the letter B, Wired. It's not B-E, it's not B-E-E, it's just B-Wired, the letter. B-Wired Jewelry.
2: It's B for Brower. Yeah, there B-Wired you go. B-Wired Jewelry.
3: So, Heather's shop has a lot of cool stuff, and, uh... I'm still sort of just in lockdown while I wait for Caleb to cool off. So no more, (laughs) no performance art for the time being. So that's what I have to plug this week.
0: Yeah, he's been calling me like every day, multiple times a day, trying to see if I can give him any information on where you are, because I am the only person that you've notified about your location. Like not even your wife knows, the government (laughs) doesn't know, nobody can find you. But because I love you so much and I want you to be alive because you're part of my money-making scheme, uh, <laughs> I have been keeping that information from Caleb and eventually I'll manage to talk him down. Thank he's, you. he's just a raging bull, that
3: man. Yeah, I mean, he's been all in the Discord asking about it. I mean, if fans could see us record, like, literally no one knows where I am. It's like I'm just in a black void of nothingness, <laughs> just hiding away. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe someday Evan will be able to see the light of day again and, you know, embrace his wife and play with his dog and whatnot. But until Caleb Anderton cools down a little bit, unfortunately, that day is not yet. But in any case, thank you to everybody who is able to go out into the sun and enjoy their loved ones for listening to Improv Tabletop and for joining us here in the world of Halloween PD. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM. And today I've been joined by... Thomas. That's it.
2: Heather, ready for some soup?
3: Evan Peterson, Caleb, please, I have a wife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Much love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop. Thomas, is there anything that you would like to plug? I will plug this awesome podcast. It's called
2: I Cast Fireball, where I am the DM, and I'm pretty, pretty bomb at it. And Ned is the resident kobold. So go give it a listen, and other stuff I would say during the plug.
0: Thomas, I hear there's a really cool guest character who's going to be showing up in a while.
2: Oh yeah, actually, it's my wife, and she is just amazing. I don't know why I didn't have her on sooner. I know why. So- <laughs> so you won't hear her for like 6 more months but go give it a
0: listen. Heather is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh
2: yes, I'd like to plug my jewelry. <laughs> <laughs>